Gray Fox. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, a video game podcast where four friends jump on a podcast every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what makes them a little bit grey and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. Join me on the pod this week. I am your host, Adam Flynn. I don't think I've ever said that before. There you go. Nice to meet you. But more importantly, I've got my souls man, a man who titles his post in deliverance to the land betweens. Michael Carden Edwards, how you doing, son? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very, very well. Even better for having seen you boys in the flesh literally yes we fleshed what, a, a, a week a, two weeks ago was it now uh 10 days 10 days ago what a time that was what a time to be alive gone too soon but yes I I like that's well. a victorian letter it was 10 days since i last saw you <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we were at that where we were talking about the punch we went to that wedding it was absolutely fantastic although some of us caught covid we caught a little bit more than we would have liked uh which probably leads quite nicely into our man in the chair my covid brother me and moles had to suffer for the last 11 days or so how you doing mate i'm good man it was worth it wasn't it it, I, I never want to say catching a, a potentially deadly like virus is, is worth it, but it was totally worth it. it was totally um, did you go through? Did, sorry, guys. Yeah, you know, this is kind of like an inner circle thing. Now, actually, I like, mean, you had COVID not too long ago as well. But when you had COVID, did your voice change like over the, the 10 days? Uh, yeah, I had a sore throat and a bit of a cough. So it's going to. But I, I don't sound like Barry, more like Barry, uh, Barry White anymore. So I think, bit- there's a ba- I think there's a Batman spectrum of covid so you start off as kevin conroy where it's just like it's growly and it's like yes robin i hear you to a little bit more eventually the spectrum goes to christian bale a la the dark knight rises that was basically <laughs> what i went through over 10 days and the worst part was is that I'm, I'm transitioning into a new job and i was meeting new members of my team before i was starting virtually of course keeping distance and safe and i was trying not to cough aggressively on these calls and i was like dennis tried to pinch off a cough in those episodes of always sunny and i know it's making this man laugh and i'm gonna bring him in our trophy man our trophy hunter the john wick of video games alex hemming how you doing friend hello i'm good i'm good yeah i i had it back in december and it did make the voice go a little croaky i didn't go full christian bale i was somewhere somewhere in the middle you're more george clooney oh yeah let's go more george clooney nipples and all he does he does not all right this is not going to be a batman podcast but he does not get the love he deserves he looks damn good in that suit mikey i know you're a man of the bats with myself where george clooney take away the film but just as 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 being in the films he looks good in the cow right the man looked good he looked good, but unfortunately, he's also being videoed as he's in it, and that ruins everything. Um, you know, if it was a uh, Batman the photo album, then yes, we might be onto a winner there with George Clooney in it. But no, 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 no. I, I, I we, you're going to ask the question about what did we watch, what did we read, what did we, what have you? So I'm going to change it from answer me these questions threes to let me tell you these questions two because February has been. Such a month for video games. Imagine John uh, Don Draper from Mad Men just going, video games. That is what 
February has been, and we have all been dabbling in that pool. So in this pod, we're going to really dive in to what we've been playing over the month of February because of that. And we've all been allocated games to feedback on. So in to tell me to you these questions too, just give me something about what you've been watching, maybe even reading, uh, not the games part, because that's what the rest of the pod's going to be about. I was going to say, because like speaking of Batman, um, I introduced uh, my girlfriend to uh, the Dark Knight, uh, what well, the, the Batman Begins, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. And because uh, I, I love Batman and she had never seen them. So, uh, yeah, just very on brand. Then I'd obviously spoken to her about um, you have heard of Mr. Freeze, right? And his. Uh, and nice all of to that. meet you. <laughs> let's kick some ice yeah um <laughs> yeah uh, uh she hadn't and so uh, yeah then kind of she didn't realize that george clooney was also batman once and we went through all of that and bat nipples and all that kind of stuff um val kilmer is batman there's the underrated one if you ask me i mean uh, no one no better looking bruce wayne there you go exactly exactly i mean i like michael um, keaton and does a good bruce wayne well michael was, keaton is the best i mean one. keaton's the keaton's the standard exactly he's but there, like yeah. you could have just like you could have your favorite like the ice creams you have the ultimate ice cream but you can enjoy other flavors in the bar uh did your missus give you a ranking of the nolan movies i'm curious to hear yeah so um well batman begins is the best one and on a rewatch i'm kind of inclined to agree uh joker's obviously heath ledger's performance of the joker is legendary however as a film overall like his scenes are stand out like when he's on the screen it's it ages the best out of the three films i, I agree but, with you i think begins probably does i think batman begins as a film as an as, as, a, as a as a cohesive story is, is the best one of the three um and that was kind of where that's where she was with it as well nice nice Miles, bring it to you. Questions too. What have you been watching or reading? Uh, I have been continuing with Snowpiercer. As per, it's a weekly show, which is kind of annoying. So that's going to be a recurring theme. Uh, I watched, I've been watching some of the um, Phase 4 of the Marvel films. Yes. And yeah, I haven't done the TV shows yet. But I did the, uh, the Ten Rings. That was quite a good film. Quite enjoyed that one. Um, and then I watch- it's got a banging soundtrack, by the way. Mikey, you love your hip-hop. Look at the Shang-Chi soundtrack. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, good, good film. And then I watched The Eternal. Well, I say I watched The Eternal. I didn't watch all The Eternals because it was yeah, terrible. It's not that good. It's not that good. Let's be honest. So they're good. moving past that. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Not too much. Just, just, a, just a quick question on that. Phase, because, again, me and my girlfriend, we've, we, we've, just, we've just finished every marvel movie right we did the we did the timeline chronological order basically so like you start with winter soldier or whatever you start with the first captain america film yeah, yeah, yeah. i think captain marvel's like next or what, what have you right yeah we've just we finished endgame Love and it. we're at the point now where it's like well we watched loki as well because i'd seen that before and i quite liked loki that was quite a good tv show the next films is literally the next films is like the eternals and that shang chi thing right in regards of chronological order yes um yeah, you could literally watch some guy on YouTube summarize up the best parts of it, if I'm being brutally honest. Because uh, I have no ne- interest in either. Yeah, the next big, like you've seen the next big story beat, which is, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, which yeah. is sensational, yeah. uh, which is getting lots of award loves, by the way, which I'm really, really pleased to see. Um, well, bro, I so- mean, like the next one is obviously Doctor Strange and the... Oh, Multiverse of Madness, yes. 
it looks so so good and actually it quite ties in quite nicely because there is a theme uh you know without going into spoiler territory but it's pretty obvious given the nature of dr strange and may what you may have heard about the latest spider-man movie is that universes are intertwining characters starting to come over and the netflix universe is now moving into the mcu which i as a dead diehard daredevil fan i am so so happy and speaking of which another film that i watched recently was logan oh i love oh, logan oh, yes. i love that film. yes Mate, I cried like I went to the cinema with my mate Jamie to watch it, and I was sitting there crying about half the time. And I don't, I don't care who sees or saw. There's so like that scene where Patrick Stewart's in the car, and like he basically snaps out of it, and he jet like Patrick Stewart. He's a damn good actor, but man, he is he is hit into the rafters where he's like coming across as a frail old scared man, and man, it hits home so beautifully, doesn't it? It's it's one of those films that I've actually gone out of my way and bought the the Blu-ray that has the black and white version. It's got the noir, the noir version. version. I've watched yeah, the yeah, full yeah. noir version of Logan. There's only two films that I've done that for, which was Mad Max Fury Road and Logan, and they both look incredible. If you're going to like, you've you've basically said the two best films in black and white ever made, uh, you know, ever put to film anyway, in my opinion. Oh, mate, it's so so good. James Mangold is such a good director. I really hope that like we get to see him do something in superhero genre again. Like he he randomly went and directed that Le Mans movie straight after as well. He has such a range of like directing and stuff like that. Anyway, sorry, I could talk about it all day. Hemming. What have you watching, my friend? No, I haven't actually been watching a huge amount, to be honest, because I've I've been too addicted to one of the games that we'll be talking about later. It has been. But I have been reading a little bit, just to throw a little bit of a curveball in. Lovely. I've been reading The Disaster Artist, which is the book about oh, the making yes. of the film The Room, the Tommy Wiseau classic, The Room. Um, and it's it's brilliant. I can see why people would pick that up and go, we need to make a film about this, because this is just insane. <laughs> It's brilliant. I've loved it. Ah, oh, amazing. Uh, it's definitely, I keep, it's on my Audible list. Oh, like, yes, I, I, you should, I think Greg Sestero actually does the narration. Yeah, yeah that, that, I think that's what, what kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what picks me off of that. Um, I tend to go down a rabbit hole with either like books for work or like, oh, Ron Perlman reads his autobiography. I could listen to him. I can imagine him in a studio with a big fat cigar just talking about that time, that time I was on Alien and then Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that all day. Uh, anyway, gents, I think we are well lubricated. Uh, just to, to say what I've been watching, I've been catching up on Daredevil because it was leaving Netflix and then huzzah, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So I binge-watched while I was off with COVID uh, the first two seasons of that and so happy it's going to be coming back on Disney+. Plus. And also, randomly, the Kanye West documentary. I, I'm a Kanye West fan. I like a bit of Kanye, like every, I like people do. But like the Netflix Kanye West documentary is batshit. This guy had a guy with him for like the start of his career, like literally, like when he was just a producer on his own. And this guy's had a video camera his entire career. And this is a documentary showing it. It's absolutely incredible. I have no idea. That's in. That's mad. <laughs> yeah. Like first of all, I'm sure. Loads of people might do this, but how confident must you be that you're going to be something by going, literally, follow me around your entire life with a camera? And uh, yeah, it's, it's either going to be a really interesting documentary or just a very, <laughs> very weird showing of somebody failing almost- miserably. No, if, no, no. If somebody so had a, followed him around and it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it was, yeah, exactly. It would be a really boring documentary. Yeah, it turns out it weren't that good. Um, it's almost like, you know, how like you watch an origin story of a movie. And they like try and paste those horrible biopic bits together. Like I'm actually seeing the 
the Kanye West we know now, the batshit crazy guy, how has he got this way? Why has he got a chip on his shoulder? Why does he think no one questions his ability? Why does he feel that everyone's always lying to him? That's because actually he spent his entire early years as a rapper being signed to record labels because he's an excellent producer and has already produced a number of tracks and really realized the tracks he's produced. They're fucking bangers. And then they go, actually, yeah, pause your album for a minute. Can you write a song for this person? Can you produce something for, for them? So you can start to see the narrative of why he thinks the world is against him. But anyway, enough about that. We are ready to go, chaps. Let's talk about the month of February and the Fox is in. All right, chaps, before we get into the review section, let's talk about news. Uh, it's going to be kind of light on the news front, but there's still some amazing things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Let's talk uh, talk about Project Spartacus for a minute. Uh, there has been a number of leaks and uh, even some outlets actually reporting on this that uh, Project Spartacus will be announced in the next day to play, which is heavily rumoured to be in the next few weeks. And as part of that Project Spartacus, there's going to be a tiered system. This is going to be the competitor to Games Pass. This is meant to be taking all the different digital elements that PlayStation currently offers, adding something a bit special and giving it a new price tag for the common man. Um the idea of this is that there's going to be three tiers. We don't know the names of them, but you know, bronze, gold, uh, silver, gold, whatever you want to call it. I don't really know, but the idea is that it starts with a basic and go to a more extravagant package. We don't even know what the real contents will be, apart from it'll be split across the three. So the idea is that you'd have your PlayStation, uh, your PlayStation Plus collection, your PlayStation Plus membership as standard and you get your PlayStation Plus games like you do every month. As you go up the tiers, you'll have things like EA Play added. You'll have PlayStation Now added. They have also committed to add more games on launch day as well, with uh, I think Shadow Warriors 3 being the first out of the bat with that. Not to mention a secret source of something else that is going to be uh, added to this package. A lot of people are hypothesizing that this will be the next acquisition deal with another publisher and putting those games as an exclusive within the PlayStation Now collection that you'd get as part of that. Pricing-wise, we're looking at arranging at the cheapest being $9.99 a month being to $16.99 a month for the most expensive tier I've done a lot of talking there I'm going to shut up and pass it to the floor of Foxes and go what's our thoughts on this it's quite expensive isn't it even the cheapest one at a tenner a month is more I mean, expensive to be fair that's, is more that expensive. is the standard price well I'm looking at the current prices for the Xbox Game Pass you call, you're calling me out he's calling me yeah, out yeah. I'm actually looking at the prices flip. Yeah, I'll up. <laughs> console Cheapest one, seven ninety nine a month. That's just console. PC, seven ninety nine a month, but that includes EA Play, or what Xbox I've called an ultimate, which is ten ninety nine a month. That's console, PC, mobile devices, whole raft of other exclusive stuff, and EA Play. Like I say, I, I don't know if the values there, but uh, yeah. Interesting for um, and depends what the secret sources, right? Yeah, you know, once if it's Ubisoft saying you get all the Ubisoft back catalog as well. I feel Is that enough. Maybe yeah, not. I feel they're going to have to really pull their fingers out to try and persuade people to get this, you know, Sony version. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to be at least in part linked with PlayStation Plus, so it wouldn't be like. PlayStation Now is currently. I was. I was just having a look. Actually, PlayStation Now, if you buy a, a year subscription, is about six pound a month, uh, five six pound a month, and yep. PS Plus is. I think that's about seven or eight pounds as well. You yep. combine There's the two. There's got to be a value for money. Yeah, yeah you got to try to work it out that way. Um, 
I will just have to wait and see what they announce at this state of play. Because I mean, let's face yeah. it, we're probably going to get it. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, what, what I do with play, I, I got really annoyed with myself because I ended up buying the wrong ones because PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus look very similar when you're clicking through on deals very quickly. <laughs> that is oh, true. Look, we all do the same. We wait till Black Friday and then just buy as many years worth of passes as we can then. So it'll be one of those things again. Mikey, you're... You're looking very inquisitive, my friend, and looking at your screen. What's your, your thoughts on Spartacus in that setup? Um, much like with uh, Game Pass, you know, the big the big appeal is that I can if you're if you're an Xbox owner, you and they go and release a new Forza or a new Gears of War or what have you, or a new Halo, you get it day one without paying the big old fat fee for the game. The big thing for me is, you know, what 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 do you get? You know, what do you get for your money? Is it going to be Sony first party exclusives? Are you going to get the your your Uncharted Five day one? Do you know what I mean? Like, or is it going to mm. be what what is it? That that's the thing. Like, and I think there's um there's a big, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to need to see what you actually get for for it before I can start saying whether it's good value or not. Because if I if I'm paying you know, 10 to 15 pounds a month or even 20, well, probably not 20. If I'm paying 10 to 15 quid a month, but I, I know with that I can play every Sony first party game that they've released, their big budget blockbuster bonanzas, then I'm like, oh, actually that seems pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, yeah. if I can get God of War Ragnarok day one, I'm like, I'm in. If I can go and play Gran Turismo 7 on release date, or obviously won't be release date, it's out it's very soon. You know, if I can do that, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Like that that is a huge incentive for me to do it because I, I don't think they'll do that because of like say the price they make from the 70 bucks thing. But they were experimenting with trials, wasn't they? They put Death Stranding on that experimental 10 hour traffic, which absolutely sucked because what they done is not like EA Play, who EA Play go, here go, Adam, have FIFA 22. We know you're not going to play that much, but you get 10 hours worth, but it's 10 hours from when you're playing it. That's cool, bruv. I'm like, thank you very much. That's a really good trial. Um, but the Death Stranding trial was 10 hours from when you started the game. And me, like a chump, went, did it download okay? Oh, yeah. Let me just start it up. Yeah, it did. All right, cool. I'm going to bed. Oh, that sucks. They're playing. They're <laughs> that playing, really right? sucks. So, I mean, the idea of maybe do, offering trials for those first party games, and if you love it, then you then go spend the 70 bucks and go play the full thing for a lot longer. Yeah, maybe if they do an extra, I think they'd need to probably give more than 10 hours if they were going to do that. Uh, maybe 50. No, well, that's the thing. Most games are already over that's in 10 game, hours. Right? Yeah. God, yeah. Well, I, I, this is all wild speculation at the moment. We're going to just have to wait and see, as horrible as that is. Um, but as we, as you said, Shadow Warrior 3 came out on PS Now yesterday on release day, which is the first time that they've ever done that on the service. And I think that's a pretty good indicator that news is coming very, very soon. Mm. Yeah, and as, you know, as we've said before and we've covered that, the store keeps dropping PS3 games and then hiding them away again. So there's probably something about the back catalogue there as well. You are right, though, my friend. Let us move on. Um there's no easy way of saying this. There's a lot more important things going on in the world right now than video games. But at the very least, video game companies are acknowledging this and are trying to contribute where they can. Uh, the video game company, if that's the right way to describe them, Platform, Unity, uh, have had an internal fundraiser and they are donating $600,000 to a Ukrainian support charity. And I thought it was worth giving a shout out and saying, here, here, more people need to do the same. Absolutely. Um with that, though, there are other things that video games companies are doing in protest for this. EA have removed all Russian teams from FIFA 2022. I know that the, yeah, we might be thinking, 
why do it? Who really gives a shit? But the truth is, is that it's a sign of solidarity. And the more solidarity we can give, the better. So again, another kind of here, here for that kind of stuff. Anyway, also, there was the Dice Awards uh, that happened uh, a couple of days ago. Now, you know, let's not go through the entire list and say what we liked, what we didn't like. But Mikey, I want to bring that smile back in that Cheshire cat grin because Ratchet and Clank, unfortunately, doesn't get the love in it deserves. They definitely did at Dice Awards. They got tons of awards for technical achievements with Rift Apart. Look, it's, um, Ratchet and Clank is one of those things where I, I like Ratchet and Clank a lot. I really do. I have to stress this. It was it was a fond memory of me from from my childhood playing the Ratchet and Clank games. I've played a lot of them. The issue is I've played a lot of them, and um, I with, with Ratchet and Clank, less should have been more. And they've kind of thought, no, more is more. And I don't like. There's a lot of them really, and Rift Apart seemed to come. Is it, is it called Rift Apart? Is that correct? Again. PS5, so I'm not going to be able to play that for probably another seven or eight years. Um, and it looks technically incredible, um, but I am just kind of like, I think I have fatigue with Ratchet and Clank games, and I think maybe a lot of other people do as well. Do you know what I mean? Is it, mm. like, it's not in the, it's not held in the same esteem. It's because I had that movie out as well, out. right? I know the movie was great, but like, yeah, there, there's a bit of a saturation of mascotism with them, if that's the right thing. Yeah, and I don't think the games... They're good, but they're not especially memorable. I don't know if that's fair. Like Captain Quark is a hilarious character. I'm a big fan of that guy. Um, but outside of that, like I'm not really sure. I, I don't really remember much many of the games I've played. They're all fun. Um, I enjoyed playing the remaster that came or the remake of the, like the first one on PS4. That was a lot of fun. But then like I played it and it was a fun 10 hours and then I kind of forgot that I ever played it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. They are, they're they're very, very fun games. I've, I've, I've played Rift Apart. Um, loved it. it I, is, bet you, I bet you played it. I have, yes. It's not a difficult one to be fair. Uh, but it, it's really fun. All platinums are difficult. Don't <laughs> listen to them, kids. <laughs> it, they they are really really entertaining games, and I I think they're good fun just to turn on, watch something pretty on the screen for a few hours. Things blow up. You get the bolts flying everywhere. It's really satisfying, kind of like the Lego games when you're just smashing stuff up. Um, and I, in, I do love I do love the Lego oh, games. Yeah, there you so. go. Um, and in Rift Apart as well, that was one of the first games that I played that had this uh, 40 FPS mode where at 120 hertz, if you've got the right TV, you can crank up the FPS and it runs buttery smooth with all the ray tracing and all the bells and whistles that the PS5 has. Ah, uh, Heavy, you've said one of so those, good. Those, those cliches of buttery smooth, <laughs> didn't you? You had, you, had to, you had to say it. Well, um, where's the klaxon? You know, the... the yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, well, quick, quick question for you, Heavy. Heavy because, like, again, like, I, I, I can't stress, like, I will stress, like, the games are fun, right? They're, they are super fun to play. And they are, as you said, you kind of whack it on you you snigger a few times you know what i mean you, you bash some boxes you find some fun weapons blow up yeah, some things into chickens around precisely it is it is very amusing like how is is rift apart is it like is it in terms of gameplay and the overall experience aside from the graphics is it more of the same or is there something else to it i know they obviously added a new character into it but like is it something is it an evolution for the series outside of the technical aspect of it uh, it it makes the environments a little bit more bigger like everything recently they try to make it the world's a little bit more open so there's a bit more exploration you can do rather than in most of the other ratchet and clank games they're quite corridor like you go this way this is where you got to go a lot of the maps now are more open you can explore there's a whole area where 
you can ride around on a little snail. You just scoot around around this swamp on a little snail um, and find some interesting things hidden around. I think it adds quite a bit, but in terms of like the shooting mechanics and that, it, it's still the same old ratchet and clank in that regard, but just it's one of those things, like I say, it just looks really, really pretty. And that's kind of what it's there for. It's like a tech demo, Rift Apart, basically. Yeah, I think because of the nature of it being a near launch title as well, of just going, look, we can show you lots of things very quickly. And that's really cool. And it's so buttery smooth. And don't say Souls Light, neither. Um, another thing, though, that came out of the Dice Awards was I thought quite interesting that the award for best storytelling in a game went to Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which has been drastically, in my opinion, underappreciated and undersold. It was only through sales that it managed to get to a place where Square Enix were happy with the place they got to in the end. And also that game to celebrate has been announced as being part of Game Pass as well. Hemming, I know you dived in on this game as well as I did. Uh, yeah, I think it's a worthy winner. It's a great story. Yeah, it's a really, really good story. And just the interaction between all the characters, the little moments in between the gameplay moments when you're just on the ship talking with all the crewmates. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it and the interactions. The voice acting as well, top-notch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart, like, there's this bit at the end, like, it's not a spoiler, but you know when you, uh, it was kind of like a thing to show the end credits, and you know in a video game, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you get to walk around and people cheer because you're the hero and you've won the day, okay? Uh, you have a moment like that, but they clearly run out of assets, so you're just walking down this corridor and they are making it sound like you are the emperor walking out like prince ali and bloody aladdin to his crowd adoring fans and it's just the same assets from a couple of levels some npcs standing there waving the best thing as well just, it's the way that they focus the camera so the camera's looking at you as you're walking so it's like right up your face and you're walking towards the camera but you you've got free control if you turn it around you're like oh there's there's three people here oh really <laughs> yeah, i didn't do that that's amazing <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but, Moles, I'm going to bring you in because uh, one of our greatest video games of the last year has been the Resident Evil series, of course, and Resident Evil Village being one of those games of the year. Um, that actually won an award last night. It won the award for Best uh, best NPC. Uh, and I think it was NPC or Best Character Design. And it was for Lady Dimitres, a character who is barely in the game for about 20 minutes. It's just that, let's face it, we've all got a bit of a fetish for her. Um, so there we go. Resident Evil get some love in the awards as well. And I suppose just to kind of round that off with Resident Evil news, Miles, bring us in on this. We've got some remasters coming we, PS5. We have some upgrades coming. To oh, PS- sorry, upgrades. Thank yeah, upgrade. Free upgrades for existing PS4, Xbox One, and PC owners of Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3 Remake, and 7. What a time to be is alive. This, is this just prettier colours and faster loading because there was lots of rumours that they were going to do an updated version of Resident Evil 3 because it's about 10 minutes long and they wanted to make it a bit more value for money. Uh, uh, are they doing anything with that? Not that I can think. Uh, sorry, not that I know of right now. It's all upscale, 4K, ray tracing, all the assets, all that lovely stuff. It's basically bump everything up, make it look pretty. Fantastic. Oh, imagine how wet the liquors are going to look. There you go. With ray tracing on and 4K. Beautiful. Hot damn. I've just finished going through all of them, and now they're just going to pull me back in just for some quick loading, aren't they? <laughs> it's going to be another playthrough of all of them, to be honest. Let's face it. Uh, what a time to be alive. Mikey, every time he hears Resident Evil, I just see his face. He's like, oh, here we go. It's going to 
love it for a minute and I'll just move on, move on. And you are right, my friend. Let us let us move on too. And I don't want to hyperblow this. February, can you tell me a better month in the last two decades of video game releases? I cannot think of a bigger month with better games there might be better individual games that have come out but as the kind of one two three four punch of these games that come out it's been absolutely madness and then you throw in that little icing on top the cherry on top of the cake which was cyberpunk coming in out of nowhere they just suddenly go here's the ps5 version by the way out of nowhere yeah absolutely and let's let's talk about that for a moment so i've downloaded the ps5 update i've managed to sink about 12 hours into the main story and starting to see the game that the developers originally wanted us to see albeit two years ago and a lot of problems and everything else in between of that um yeah i'm just gonna say now it's a great 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 game is it a masterpiece no um but i'll, I'll say this the fighting's a little bit meh the character creation is very peculiar. You get to select your penis, by the way. You have options of penis and size, uh, which is great. And also, you get to choose what religion the guy's got, if you've got my meaning. Um, and, you know, so th- there's so much weird stuff in this game. But Night City, as a venue, as a open landscape of a place of the future, it's fantastic. There is something so amazing about this. This is like... I liken this to being like exactly like those Blade Runner movies. When you first watch them, you go, I ain't liking this. This is a bit weird and bleak, but it will find that cult following and be very much in the staple of video games uh, for that point. You know, will CD Projekt Red carry on? Should they? Probably not, to be honest, um, because they probably should get back to doing the Witcher, you know, the next Witcher game or something. But um it is really, really enjoyable. There are some really, really good moments. If you've got it on sale, you owe it to yourself to play it. And I think everyone gets a free demo uh, to be able to play. It's a little trial version of that game as well. Um, you know, that's all I can really say. Like, there's some really good elements to it. The gameplay's got some fun elements to it in terms of the shooting when you start maxing out your your guns and stuff like that. And also, it's a little bit like Bioshock in terms of you can get these updates and hackable things and stuff like that. But to be honest, in the month of February, it powers in comparison to what else has been going on. That's the thing. I've I've was looking forward to it when it was announced, and then haven't had a chance to even install it yet. Haven't even. Had a I know it sounds really weird, but it still doesn't feel like a next gen game, even with the upgrades. Like yes, it loads quickly, and yes, it looks beautiful. But there are certain. Maybe it's just CD Projekt Red. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe it's just the way they configure a game, similar to. A, sorry my my echo decided to to listen in maybe it's those russians god damn it um but do you know like how take two uh, uh or rockstar will make a game in their way and maybe the way they make a game does feel a bit dated and a bit in terms of controls i get that feeling when i play when i play cyberpunk um i don't know why um but you know still definitely a worthy amazing game from that perspective it's just like as soon as we hit this month and other stuff started coming out, I, I stopped playing it by being honest. <laughs> Understandable. But uh let's let's Henning, mm. let's talk about so we're we're starting February off the the first um first thing dropped with Cyberpunk, but then like four days later we got Horizon Forbidden West. You have played this, my friend. Give us the full one one. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I've I've played about just under ten hours, I think, of uh, Forbidden West. And it is is more horizon it's that's not a negative that's not particularly a positive it is just what it is it's more horizon with everything turned up a little bit 
like robot dinosaurs yeah there's robot dinosaurs the landscape looks great it, it is like built for photo mode i keep stopping every right. five minutes just to turn around and go oh that's nice Ooh, we'll take a picture of that um but in terms of actual gameplay it feels like you're still playing the original horizon so did they do uh, mikey what's one of the best things warner brothers somehow managed to do with those batman games is not degrade you but give you a new skill tree or new abilities from game to game, right? Like that fighting style was absolutely incredible. How do they power up Aloy without depowering right. her and give you something to so do? So they do depower her. Uh, basically, right... Oh, well, yeah, there we yeah. go. They destiny too, yeah. us, guys. Um, right at the start of the game, um, one of the other characters who I'd forgot was in the first game, this is another thing, it, it does kind of expect you to just remember everything from the first game. So all these characters turn up and I'm like, apparently I knew you. Um, but one guy comes up to you and is just just <laughs> says to you, "What? Where's your Where's your other stuff gone, Aloy?" And she goes, "Oh, lost some of it on the way here." And then that's it. And then you just carry on, and you've got no power ups, and you just basic bitch bow and spear. <laughs> and that's it. It's just oh, lost it. It's not a set of fucking car keys now, is it? <laughs> it's it's lost, pretty impressive. Oh, I've just lost well, all my yeah. gear that I've spent hours and hundreds and it's, of it's hours. It's such a throwaway this. line. Oh, that's awful. That's that, was it en route to our home planet. <laughs> um, so, so like this game absolutely does look stunning, and absolutely. the one thing I have to say about the original. Uh, Horizon for, uh, Zero Dawn was, and I think Mikey, you have a similar view of this, is that I, I explored this amazing place and I could see it's beautiful and I could see why everyone loves it. But it ain't click with me. I don't know why. But did you agree with that, Mikey? Did you have the similar thoughts to the original? Dude, uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about it before. Like, it looked yeah. great. I, I did, but it wasn't a place I wanted to spend any time in. Yeah. You know, that's kind I mean, of that's Do you want to spend time in this sequel? Oh, I will jump back in and play a bit more. The map is absolutely massive, by the way. You, you can see it right from the start. It's absolutely huge. Um, but it's just going to scratch that Assassin's Creed itch. But then when the next Assassin's Creed comes out, I'll probably jump onto that instead. Yeah, I can't. Oh, you, mean, you, mean, you mean the itch I do never, I will never have? Well, they, I don't think this <laughs> one's for you then, Mikey, I'm afraid. <laughs> I spent I spent about a year saying to Mikey, I was like, Odyssey's one of the greatest games I've ever played, mate. Seriously, get involved. He goes, Oh, it's a free weekend. I'll give it a go. I was like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. You're going to get into this. It's going to be so good. About three hours later, you text me, just going, Not for me. <laughs> I started saying, Yeah, silly, that's you. <laughs> Uh, Hemi, is there anything else on the, on the Forbidden West front uh, you wanted to highlight? I haven't got far enough in yet to highlight too much more. Um, I've heard there are flying mounts, which you can now fly around in like a robot now pterodactyl, is, which sounds kind of cool. But I haven't seen it yet, so I can't give you much more than what I've already what given you. What's the name of the Transformer that was a pterodactyl? Oh, you had a Dinobot, so I can't remember. Now you, now you put me on the spot. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just want to be that guy. <laughs> And also, have you ever noticed that the guy who done the voice of Cobra in G.I. Joe is also Starstream, and now you can't unsee it? But now I can't. Cobra! Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, Mikey, Alex, because let's face it, that game got Breath of the Wild once again by a game that wasn't Breath of the Wild, but it was if you took Breath of the Wild and a Souls game and went... You got this, and you both have been playing the hell out of this. I know this is one of your games that you've been looking forward to the most. So this is your Elden Ring time, Mikey. This is your moment to shine. What's your thoughts, my friend? <laughs> you've come. Why have you come to me first? Because you're the guy. Like this is your thing. This is your jam. We well, had look, a whole forty-five minute podcast about how excited about this game you was when this game. Yeah, came yeah, yeah. Look, right. So one of my biggest issues in video games is that 
Souls, Dark Souls, has ruined all other video games for me. Um, <laughs> pretty much, like, that's genuinely how I view it, right? This is why when I texted you, Flint, and said, not for me about Assassin's Creed, it's because the combat was jank compared to compared to Souls. There is only one way of doing combat in, in video games now, and it is, unfortunately, the Dark Souls formula. It's the only one that works, damn it. And, um, yeah, like, right. So I love me some Dark Souls. I love me Bloodborne. I did not like Sekiro whatsoever. Didn't grab me in any way, shape, or form. This game, however, it's already got its hooks deep. Um, the the best the best thing I the, sorry right so the best way I can kind of describe this because me and Hemming have had quite different experiences in our first um, hours with the game. Right? Is that so? I like when I play video games. I just brute force my way through it a lot of the time. And then I will wait until I'm at a, a particular point to then go, right, what else is there to do? And then I'll, before I then brute force it through for the, to the next bit. Right. And I, when you start up Elden Ring, um, it's, you know, here's your optional tutorial level. Here's your, you know, your, your area where you can just smash some people and figure out how to jump. You can jump for Christ. There's a jump button. Yeah. Um, oh. No, which I didn't realize until an hour into the game, by the way, which is quite irritating. Um, and um, so I went through and with Elden Ring, there's a map. All right. Now, you know, I've spent a long time on this podcast talking about maps and how useless they can be. Hello, Fallen Order. How are you doing? And I was always like, well, you know, Dark Souls doesn't need a map because it's because 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 it's so memorable. Yeah. Well, this, there's a map on this on this guy. And it's like, OK. And basically, I, I started off and. There's a big glowing yellow golden line basically saying to you, this is the critical path. Go this way because this is probably what you need to do. Okay. And so I just followed that path. Right? I, I did things around, you know, I, I managed to get the horse and I managed to do things here and there. picked up a few cool weapons and um, I followed the critical path. Yeah. And I found myself at the first bloody boss. Yeah. And I got pumped into oblivion by this by this guy who absolutely ruined me. I soiled myself and I went home licking my wounds and it was, and it was a miserable experience. And I kind of sat there and I thought, okay, what, what on earth? I, and it's not that I'm underleveled. It's that I'm so underleveled and so ill prepared to fight a, a boss of this magnitude. And meet boot. <laughs> well, like the first boss in all souls games is usually like your, your initial thoughts are, whoa, holy moly but then usually and this is you know within a couple of goes i'm like i've got it down i'm gonna kill it now do you know what i mean like the first one is like your, your taster you know where your, your initial thoughts are whoa and then you're like now nah, i've got this this one my initial thoughts were oh oh dear christ and you know and, and it never got better yeah it never got better for me it, it never it never improved and i Have just kind of there no i haven't the, but, but this is the key this is where i'm getting to right and then I was like, right, well, hang on a second. This isn't this isn't Dark Souls. This isn't Bloodborne. I've got a whole fucking map behind me that I can go and look at. And then my perspective of the game changed. And I went, oh, this is like Breath of the Wild, where I'm like, I there's no map markers, right? There's no quest indicators like i could put my own markers on the map if i want and i have been gleefully where things of interest are but i am literally taking the approach of what's in the distance i'm going to go there and i'm going to see what's on my way and i have to say it is the most fun i've had 
in a video game, the sense of exploration mixed with the brutalness and the bleakness of this land between, or whatever it's called, mixed with just the the wonderful, wonderful combat and the strange characters are meeting and the the enemies and the sense of wonder and the intrigue and the the it is utterly, utterly exhilarating because I never know what I'm going to come across. And that is, and, and because, like, and, and this is the thing, like, because it's so open world and because I feel like I can do and go anywhere, I am surprised every like five minutes. Every time I'm like, oh, what's that? It's usually something and it's usually something that's going to kill me, but, or it's something just bizarre or it's something beautiful. And it's like the, the sense of discovery because no one's telling me to go anywhere other than the castle where fucking big thumps a lot is standing and I ain't getting near him. I'm like, well, I can just go and do all this other stuff. I know there's a big map waiting for me elsewhere, but this part of the map is also enormous. And I'm having so much fun running around in it in this Dark Souls type setting that it's, it, it's literally everything I've ever wanted. Wow. I think one of the things which was really surprising about this this game is the pedigree behind this, right? You got FromSoft pairing up with the, the dude who wrote uh, Game of Thrones. And part of me was thinking, why? Because it's not like you have, you, it's like you have like a Lemon Neroy sort of person open up a book at the start and go, let me tell you about this story. You have to go, you have to go look for it, right? You have to go find it. You have to go read whether it was Bloodboard and you go tap on windows, you hear people talking or you find little bits, but you very much have to kind of paste it together until certain narrative points. Anyway, what's the narrative like in this? Is it, is it enriching and all that sort of stuff or how you like, have you been looking it up? Is it easy to find? It's, it's not really there, is it Mike? It's kind of like, you can look for it if you like. There's a little bit of flavor. Basically the main story is find these five pieces of the Elden Ring, put it back together, become the Elden Lord. There's also a person called the what's he called the dung master, the, the dung person, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Like that, the, 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 the intro to the game. Like usually with Dark Souls games, it's it's nice and cinematic, and it's like oh, there's there's a lovely bit of like you it's, know classic yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy peng looking you know, FMV. This is just this is just basically some slides. And it's like <laughs> with, with a guy that with, with a guy that seems against his will, locked in a cupboard, reading out a hastily put together voiceover, where he's explaining it all. And I watched it, and I was like, "All right, what on earth?" And then I haven't really thought about it since, if I'm honest. But this is the it's the thing with these games, right? It's always a case of there is just enough story to keep me going. I ain't interested really in the story. I know what's going. I know what the goal is. Like with Dark Souls, I know I've got to ring the fucking bell up there and I've got to ring the other bell down there. That's that. That's what I'm fucking focusing on, right? With this, I know there's a rough gimmick going on. If I want to find the story, I will look for it. And that's all. That's the joy of the games. I have spent countless hours on YouTube, on Discord, on Reddit, discussing what on earth Bloodborne is about. And I have had so much fun trying to piece together what on earth is going on and what all of the history behind why certain things have happened, why at certain points of the game. And I am already looking forward to under trying to figure out and delve into this world as well. And for me, 
I said to you on last week's show, not last week's show, I wasn't on last week's show, the show before that, that I hate cutscenes, quite frankly. I hate long, drawn out, unless it's Metal Gear Solid or Batman, I ain't really interested because it's just a load of people talking and it's, a, and it's usually about stuff I don't really care about. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas this one, it's like, you know what? There's a, there, there, there are tiny cutscenes and it's like, I can get through them pretty quickly, but I'm interested, you know? So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I'm going to steal your job, Flinny. That was my first few hours of the game. All right, I'm going to say one last thing, one last thing, right? Because I had a moment last night, which I found really funny. Not really funny, but just, just it's just, yeah. There's in the, in the first area of the, of the game, there's these two massive, massive trolls, like dragging a giant wagon behind them. And they're surrounded by loads of, loads of, loads of fellas, basically. And they've always intimidated the shit out of me. I'm like, I ain't going near that. Yeah. I ain't going near that, bro. And Last night I was like, I'm gonna go near that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and have a look at these lads. Just like the giants in Skyrim. You know, when you first see them, you think, oh, I'm gonna avoid them. There you go. Yeah, kind of like that. And see what happens. But the thing is, I only discovered recently that you can actually go in the back of wagons, and there's a there's an item in the chest. I didn't realize that until far too late. And I was like, well, what? I was like, well, there's two dudes eh, like hanging around this one. There must be something decent in there, right? And so I picked off all these all these lads, and I I took the two giants down. As I was doing that, a fucking horseman rocked over, and they are absolute assholes, by the way. Let me be very clear on that. The dudes on horses, yeah, not my friends. So when you say anyway, horsemen, are they like the half man, half horse Jackson creation, like you get in Breath of the Wild, or are these men on horses or horses that look like they're men? Not centaurs. No, they are. They are just no, they're, dudes they're, on horses. Okay, yeah, thank big, you. Beefy dudes. They are. They're, they're, they're gnarly, man, aren't oh, they? Yeah. And I, I know anyway, I, I avoided him because I stealthed away. Yeah, that's right. There's stealth in this game, whatever, um, which is more effective at night, by the way. Yeah, that's right. It, 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 there's so many things I keep discovering. Anyway, um, I took down the two giants. That was fun. And I had a sliver of life left. I went in the wagon and I've got a giant great axe and it's like requires 30 or 40 strength. And I'm like, well, I ain't using that, am I? Yeah, fuckers. I, I, I hate to break <laughs> ah, this to you, Mike, as well. You didn't need to kill the giants. If you just hit them and they stop dragging it, you can then get in and get the chest and run away. Uh, <laughs> whatever, Future. man. Whatever. Sharp. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that. Right, Mikey, you're going to make me redundant and do something. What was it you're going to do? I was just going to say, this is my experience with the game so far. Hemming, mm. what is yours yeah, so just, far? Just so I completely messed up at the start of my experience. So... As Mike says, when you... What, played Avengers? <laughs> no, I did not mess up that badly. Um, when you first get access to it, you you have your first boss that just kicks your ass immediately. You then come back, you die, you learn the basics, and you're into the open world. And I just went, ooh, open world. Let's go explore. And I wandered off everywhere. And I was playing for about six hours or so, just exploring the whole of Limgrave and thinking, wow, this is incredible. I then made my way towards the critical path, followed it, got up to the first boss, got my ass handed to me and went, whoa, seems a bit hard. I haven't even been able to level up yet. This feels like, I mean, I know that they said that this game was tough, but it feels like surely they'd want to let me level up within six hours of the game. Let me just, uh, I haven't even got a horse either. There's all the talk of a horse. What am I doing? So I go on Google, I have a look around and it turns out that if you don't rest at a specific checkpoint, you don't see a cutscene that gives you a horse and lets you level up. So, uh, wow. I 
didn't rest at this one particular... I'd been to the checkpoint, I had activated the checkpoint, I had died and respawned there, but I did not rest so, there. No, no, I think... It, I, I thought it was you have to rest three times on your third rest. Oh, is that... Th- th- that happens, yeah. There is, there is, however, another particular checkpoint that you rest... If you rest somewhere... Mm. And then you have to go to this particular place. That's how you can then, um, I think that's how you then can equip your Ashes of War or what have you. That's such a um, Souls thing to do. Yeah, well, wh- whichever yeah. way around it was, I didn't do the thing that I needed to do. So you didn't get the <laughs> So I was playing for six hours, walking everywhere around this small Look, area. What's it like with a horse? Oh. It's like with a horse, because it's traversal properly for the first yeah, time, isn't once, it? once you actually get the horse and... I suddenly was like, well, I'm just going everywhere now. I found a secret path. Uh, so each area is got its own boss. And as Mike said, there's a critical path. A big golden line points to where you're supposed to go. Um, instead of going to the boss, I found a little way around a cliff that took me into a brand new area. So I just then used my horse and have just explored. Because running away is a valid tactic, people. You can do that. Please do it. Just explore. So I just went around finding all the little map icons, finding the checkpoints, and I've I've been more than addicted, I think it's fair to say, uh, to this game. It's got 97 on Metacritic. It it deserves it. Um, It is incredible. It's already, I'm thinking it's probably like at least in the top five of my favorite games ever, because it's just, it's unbelievable. And like Mike was saying, the exploration, the wonder that you get. I don't want to spoil too much because I've played for nearly like 30 odd hours now. So I don't want to give away too much. But um, have you seen the wells yet, Mike? Have you been to any of the wells? No. Okay. So there's there's this area called a, a well that's in Limgrave East, I think it is. And By the way, I don't mind if you spoil stuff okay. for me. I don't mind. As long as you mark that it's spoilers so people are listening don't. Okay, well, this is... I don't care, okay, because I... Klaxon. I'm easy, bro. Okay. Big Klaxon, spoilers. Fast forward, fast forward two minutes if you do not want to know anything about what he's about to talk about. There you go. Big Klaxon, there we go. Got it out of the way. So there's an area called uh, Sephira Well, and I just walked into it, and it looked like a little temple, and there was a lift in it. Walk in, hit the button, and I just go down. And you go down. And you go down, and you go down, and you just keep going. I've heard about this. It's like the infinite lift. Kind of. You just keep going forever. And then suddenly, a massive underground city is unveiled to you. And just the sky becomes this starlit um, tapestry, and you just are like, what the hell am I? There's all these spirit minotaurs everywhere that are trying to kill me. And you then reveal a map, and suddenly realize... There's a whole second map underground. Blah. <laughs> I could not. I, I, I. It's maddening. I, I feel like. I feel like Mikey should have discovered that himself. This, he said he didn't want how it out. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd heard this. I'd oh, okay. This. Good, good, good. But it just blew my mind because I've tried to avoid as much as I can about this game. So that moment for me was. You mentioned Skyrim earlier gave me sort of that feeling of the exploration of Skyrim when you first find like one of the Dwemer ruins underground. Everything's been sticks and stones and suddenly it's all this robotic underground monsters. I, yeah, I am just blown away. I'm, I've killed three of the Shardbearers so far. Uh, I just can't wait to see more. Every time I think I've explored the furthest part of the map, it just keeps going and keeps getting bigger. It's incredible. 
What what kind of build are you using? Like what 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 weapons are you? Are you uh, I've so far? always been a melee build. I should probably try doing magic at some point, but I never do. I just enjoy hitting things. Um, so I've currently got an Uchi Katana, which is one of the katana weapons with a bleed power up and frost on it as well. Uh, I managed to level that up. And it does a lot of damage when the bleed builds up. It does like a big chunk of damage off them. Mm. And then Frost slows them down and makes them a bit more brittle to critical hits. So it's a good good combination. It's serving me well so far. Very tasty. Very tasty. That's one thing of this game as well. There's a lots, lots, lots of weapons and lots of ways to kill things. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm using the I'm still I'm using the twin blade because I'm basically Darth Maul and it's quite fun. Um, uh, combined, because I'm a prisoner, so I've also got... Uh, uh, I, I, I went and found the meteorite staff, so I'm basically sat there. One hand, the old the old spelly-spelly, the other hand, dicey-dicey, and that's going quite well for me. So that's <laughs> chop, quite a nice chop, combo. spell, spell. Yeah. Love it, love it. Okay, gentlemen, well, I you know, can't wait to play it myself, to be honest. That's definitely going to be a payday purchase at the end of the month. But I'm going to bring in our producer, our man in the chair, because we are part of, most people on this call, Hemming, not included, a part of an exclusive league, a League of Shadows. And it turns out that one of the greatest video games that was ever created, Destiny 2, dropped. That massive, massive flop of a DLC, Mr. Moles. I know you were thinking about Elden Rings or Destiny, and it sounds like we made the bad choice, but it's never a bad choice of Destiny. What's your thoughts on this DLC? I forgot we were called the League of Shadows. <laughs> I forgot that. Yes, that's right. That's our official clan name. Um, yeah, I was like, it was two days out from Elden Ring drop, and I was pressured into buying Destiny. <laughs> and then well, you ended up this, buying Elden Ring as again. well. So I'm like, ah, it was one or the other for me until the next payday. So, but what you described, Elden Ring's bitch, and you need some light gameplay, and Destiny Two is perfect for that. And we're back, baby. We're back. We are back, and we're on the grind. This is the and this that we just we talked about this the other week, right? Like with a game with a game like your Bloodborne, your Ring, your Souls. Like I, for example, Dark Souls Three. I bought that and the last Ratchet and Clank game, the Rima. I bought them at the set on the same day because I was like, I'm going to need something to cleanse my palate when I when I can stand no more. And like at the moment with the Ring, like I'll play it, but I do need like I, I the thing is. I like playing with mates as well. And like when, when me, you and Woods have gotten on the old destiny, it's just a good time. It's just a really good time. Like, I, I love it. I just, I love that aspect of it. The, the, the gunplay is incredible. Yeah. It's not as fun on your own. I, mean, I, I just jobbing about on my own. It's like, this isn't fun. I'm dying every five seconds. This, yeah, this they have, there is a bit of a, a bit of, we feel a bit underpowered at the start, don't we? But to be honest, if it, if we were as badass as we was before the DLC comes in, we probably would buzz through the story straight away and then it'll kind of sit on the shelf and that's it sort of thing. We've got a new type of weapon, the clave or grave, whatever it's called. Basically, the big fuck off sword. That's a sword, but also a gun. Have you got to that bit yet? The big stick. Yeah, I've got the big stick yeah. thing. I didn't really get on the with boom it. Stick. The big boom yeah. stick. Just give me a, a big gun. I'm happy with that. I don't need to. Yeah, but they're, you know, they're experimenting. And also... I have to say that we've always critiqued Destiny 2 because of its lack of story. Uh, there's a story. Yeah, um, you just need but, to read it and watch it. I know, but it seems to be they've really upped their game on the story front as well. I don't know if that's just coincidence because they've been acquired by Sony. I don't feel anything to do with this. But yeah, like the cutscenes are interesting and some of the lore's pretty good. It's been you, you, watch, you watch the cutscenes? 
<laughs> I got a kid, so like I bounced the kid while they found. Oh, look, look, that big thing. Yeah, we killed its like sister, sibling. It's a long story, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's there if you want it, or if you just want to go and shoot things, you can skip all that stuff. But it's been getting the, good the only reviews. critique though. Oh yeah, fantastic reviews right away. But one critique I'll give you, and I still want. I I, I hope Sony, if you're listening, please do this. Stop content gating us. We know there are some amazing places in Destiny 2 that you've cut off from the world. Please bring them back. I want them all there. I want them all. I want to go play around on Titan again, Mikey. That's, go- that's, the, that's the one that hurts for me, man. I love yeah. that Titan map. That was that was the one. That was so um, much fun, right? Yeah, bring it back. Yeah. I, my biggest issue with Destiny is that like um, some of the, like the, what they're called, the, what the things you get on your weapon to make them better. The, the, um, oh, well, um just a mod. No, not the mods. Well, you get the cataclysm. Like what the, catalyst. the, the, the catalyst. The there we go. Things, yeah. No, the, the catalyst thing, where you basically it will the quest for your the catalyst for your weapon will drop at some point randomly. Yes. Then you have yeah. to do a bunch of steps to then get it, and then it makes your weapon better. Um, I have the catalyst for my 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 bow, and to to, to complete the catalyst, I've got to go and play fucking crucible, and it's like. Uh. I don't want to play Crucible. I was good at Gambit. Crucible four years ago. I'm not yeah. good anymore. You know, <laughs> Gambit or nothing. I ain't playing. I'm not, and I'm not going into fucking Crucible with a bow. Like, what am I? Death Wish? Come on. <laughs> that would actually be incredible. You crouching around your bow, just picking people off. But yeah, no, I tend to be I, Rambo. I do agree with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, they've brought in a couple of things. So uh, they've brought in the ability to create weapons for the first time uh, in a new Forge-like style. They've also brought in a new monitor within specifically on your weapons. So your weapon you can upgrade and start monitoring. Now, the only th- again, another thing that really pisses me off, I went, oh, my God, there are some weapons here that we have had a relationship with for years, right? Like, Mikey, you and Woods, you guys would name your children Sunshots if you could of how long you've had that for, right? I've had a sword, which I remember when the, when it dropped with Destiny 2, I spent ages doing various quests, exotic quests to get this exotic sword because it does a cool zoom thing. Like, these weapons we love and we have killed thousands with them. I want my children to inherit this weapon because of how many people I have killed in this game. With this, yeah, The idea of taking those stats of what you've done with your weapons and upgrading them, which is what they have done in this, sounds really appealing. But I've got some bad news, boys. It's only for new weapons. The history ain't there. I don't know how many people I've killed with my sunshot. I don't know how many things I've blown up with my rocket launcher that I've had from day one. I, I, I don't know. And I was hoping for that. Bungie, if you're listening, please correct a wrong here and sort this out. I need to know how many people I've set fire to with my glorious sunshot. Do you remember when I had the Ghostbusters gun? Oh, that was an awesome. Oh, mate, that was like a that's like a exclusive pre-order thing, weren't it? Oh, remember Dave Batista was for some reason <laughs> the guy for it. Like they they paid Dave Batista just to stand there and hold a replica of it at a red carpet once. Uh, that's how deep cut we go with this. Um, but look, De- Destiny's back. Like pizza and Batman, even when it's bad, it's still fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. It's just a shame it is in that glorious month of February. It's a um, shame that a certain Mister Alex Hemi doesn't want to get involved well well here's the thing I, it's not that i don't want to get involved it turns out that it, this uh, this gathering that we were all at uh, somebody threw uh, I, I dropped my copy of destiny 2 somehow 
I don't know from the I, where this came from. So, so, from the heavens. <laughs> we, were in, we went up to my, so I was doing uh, best man speech and I had some stuff I wanted to show the guys. And Mikey, unfortunately, you were with the groom, so I couldn't pull you away. I did get, oh, I did try to shout, get a message to him to get, get up to my room. But so the guys came up and as they were looking at some of the props I had, I just dropped a copy of Destiny 2 by Heming's feet. I was like, oh, you, where's that come from? It's just a gift from the heavens and it would have been rude to say no. So I, I do have Destiny 2 installed. It is there. <laughs> You've installed it? I have it? it installed. I just don't have the DLC stuff to be able to play. So I can play some stuff. I don't know what I can play because I know nothing. So this is all over my head. But I can join you for some things, but not for the DLC stuff at the moment because I've spent far too much money on on uh, an Elden Ring statue. Yeah. Oh, mate, you've got to put, put that unboxing on your Twitter account. <laughs> it, it looks glorious. It looks absolutely glorious. Uh, I, I suppose I suppose with that in mind, we should probably call the session a Grey Fox because we are done. But if you've liked what you listens to and you think, mm, maybe I want to join their clan because we play all the time, there's clan rewards, you can get involved, join us. Our clan is called the League of Shadows. Look it up, T-L-O-S, if you're searching across the quick interwebs. Uh, and that brings this session to a close. I'd like to thank the trophy hunter, the man they call Hemming because that's his name, Hemming. Thank you very much. How can people they find, can find me on Twitter at a lemming plays and uh, on PSN? My PlayStation is Heming eighty seven. Ah, oh, look at that, good man! And to another good man, Michael Carden Edwards, our souls man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And the man in the chair, producer Jonathan Moles. Where are you going next? Like based on what we've just discussed. Where are you going next in your February cleanup? What is the next game you're buying? Uh, it will be Elden Ring, but it will be on Payday, I'm afraid. I'm, yeah. I have to say, I'm so worried for you, Moles. Yeah. I'm so worried for you because I, I, I persuaded you to play Bloodborne. Because basically, Hemming, if you don't know, Moles got a PS5 having never had a PS4. So he missed a whole generation's worth of games, right? And obviously, you get a lot of them free, right? With, with the whatever. So um, I was like, Bloodborne... Like shove that to the top of the fucking list, okay? Because that's the best game that was released on the, you know, that's the one, you know. And um, and uh, and yeah. So Moles did did so. He put it up the top, basically near the top. And uh, yeah, suffice to say, it wasn't your cup of tea. I just Moles. didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I mean, I know what, yeah, that's what's going on? Just, mm. I, I, I want to hear the Moles report mm, after I just, this. I just need, mm, yeah, like some sort of. It's, it's going to be you don't know what's going on in a pretty good open world. Hey, if you need some, you get some bosses. You need some help. Co-op. That's what it's there for. We can help you out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, forget Elden Ring. I'll just spend my time jobbing around the mountains and the countryside. It's fine. I'm happy with that. So it beats me shit up. It's all good. <laughs> Maybe come across the boss. It. Fair enough. Love it. Love it. Love uh, it. Uh, well, a flower killed me yesterday. A flower. A flower. The a man flower, who died by a flower. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I defeated what, a bear and a flower killed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll put that on his tombstone. Uh, more importantly, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you've listening, please click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Grey Fox game, uh, plays. If you are in Ukraine, we are with you. We are thinking about you. We are keeping the news uh, on 24-7 like everywhere and we are sending thoughts and prayers and everything in between. Uh, Till next time. Bye.